Today's episode of Six Pains Podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Farmers Insurance and Derek Shaw. Don't be unprepared if there's a flood or a hurricane, or if you're a car in a car accident, or if there's any other problems with your house, your life, or your car. Make sure to get an insurance quote from D Shaw. Uh, Derek is eagerly awaiting your call or your text message so he can give you a consultation. His phone number is 214-729-6462. You can also check him out at his Facebook page, facebook.com slash Derek Shaw Insurance. S-H-A-W is his last name. Uh, and Dishaw will give you some great discounts, whether you are an attorney or you're in law enforcement, um, a teacher, a doctor, whatever you are, I'm sure there's some sort of discount for you. Uh, and there's also great discounts if you mention Six Pennies Podcast. So uh, give Dishaw a call or a text right now. His phone number once again is 214-729-6462. He'll give you a free quote on home, life, or an auto insurance policy. And make sure you and your family are protected in case there's any kind of emergency. Once again, that's Derek Shaw with Farmers Insurance, 214-729-6462. Okay, welcome back to Six Pennies Podcast. Today is the 21st. It's Wednesday. Bach, are you out there? I am here. What's up? Uh, you sound excited. Um, we have a new NBA champion. The Milwaukee Bucks, for the first time in 50 years, are the NBA champions. Giannis Antetokounmpo, I believe, has won us all over. Mock, how do you feel after last night's 50-piece from Giannis? Nothing but respect for him now, man. Like, he, he did it. He did it. Yeah. He did it the hard way. Yeah, he did it the hard way. He's saying all the right things now. He's really winning me over. Um, but yeah, really happy for the entire just Bucks organization, I think. Did you watch his uh, IG live yesterday, last night and, and today? Uh, I caught a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's kind of the whole thing. Like, I, I didn't catch any finals game, like, start to finish, but I feel like I got bits and pieces of, of uh, the most important parts and he was incredible like there's I, I i don't see how anyone can hate on him anymore yeah i i watched uh, a lot of clips from him last night and then today he was over at chick-fil-a ordering a 50 piece of of chicken minis and talking to fans talking to the larry o'brien trophy and bill it's it's hilarious um it, that has definitely won me over even more and just his performance over the past um Ten days or so is truly incredible, given that he um, seemed like he might have been done for the season. Uh, what was that game five or game six of of the previous series? Um, and then now to come back and just completely destroy the Suns team, um, dominate the finals and and win finals MVP. It's, it's super impressive. Yeah, I I, I think we might have. Did we have a previous pod about NBA? Probably a couple weeks ago. Um, but right yeah. around the time he got injured, I. I Something just changed into me. Like I, I, I really hated him before that, uh, but I felt like that hate turned to pity. And uh, when he was <laughs> yeah. when he was able to come back, I was, I mean, it was great for the game. Um, I mean, I didn't I didn't like having to watch the Eastern Conference Finals without Trey Young and Giannis, even though I don't didn't like either of them. But it, it's just not the same without without yeah. the stars in there. Yeah, it was ugly. It was not fun to watch. Uh, when you know they're being carried by Danilo Gallinari and and Bobby Portis, right? But um, yeah, I mean, all, all credit to the Bucks. You know, there's championships have all sorts of hurdles you have to go through. There's asterisks of some sort on every single title, and this one I think is no exception. I mean, they got past um, teams that were not at their full strength, but they got past them, uh, and they beat everybody along their path. And 
are truly deserving. It was a really fun finals. It was fun to watch. Um, I watched more of it than uh, you know than I expected I would. Uh, pretty much every every game towards um, at least uh, close to halftime and, and beyond, I was able to watch after kids went to sleep. So it was uh, it was impressive. And I, I think credit to the entire organization for what they did, getting Drew Holiday in in a trade. Um, wow. that, you know, people were hating on as, as recently as what, like two weeks ago or so, but that guy really shut down, you know, to a certain extent, shut down Chris Paul and made things very difficult for Devin Booker, um, over the past, what, three or four games when the, the Bucks, um, started winning. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see, um, kind of how the off season plays out because I feel like just with all the circumstances surrounding injuries and, and everything this past uh, playoffs like I feel like a lot of teams are feel like they're right there or feel like they let an opportunity just kind of slip past their fingers uh, whether it be a freak injury or or just one or two pieces away um, like just off the top of my head like if you know Clippers probably feel that way you know if they had Kawhi they, they probably feel like they would have or, or should have made the finals uh, Lakers, if everyone knows healthy, maybe uh, Denver, if, if they still have Jamal Murray, uh, Dallas was was right there, had the Clippers on the brink. Um, so so yeah, I feel like a lot of these teams, uh, like there's not going to be as many teams getting blown up as years past. I feel like maybe. Yeah, I mean, I think Brooklyn is definitely the team that feels like they sure. they should yeah. have made it. Um, you know, they they probably could have if if Kevin Durant stepped fa- stepped back by half a foot, right, or a few yeah. inches, um, or if they had some health. But you know, they didn't, and they're going to be back next year. I think all the teams you mentioned are going to be back super strong. I don't know about the Clippers. Um, the Jazz, I think, are a team that probably has a lot of question marks, but I don't, I don't know how much they can really do to their core at this point. So I think, yeah, a lot of these teams are going to. Uh, stand pat for for the most part and try to make some changes along the fringes and, and learn a lesson from the Bucks who didn't make a, a huge shift to their team after flaming out last year but they um, had some big acquisitions they took a big swing on Drew they they um, you know we thought they really missed out when they didn't get Bogdanovich uh, last year but turned yeah. out it was it was okay and um, yeah pretty incredible that that uh, that Giannis and the Bucks won it all what about uh what about the Suns what do you think they're gonna do what do you think Chris Paul is gonna do as a as a free agent uh so he's not gonna retire right um absolutely not no i think he has one is he a free like unrestricted free agent i think that he can uh pick up an option um or he can yeah or he he can opt out and and yeah i you know my expectation is that he would likely opt out and and get like a three-year deal for i don't know 80 million dollars or something that uh takes him to the end of his, his career and and gives him like one more nice contract uh it could be with the suns i think that you know they you know knowing like ownership and robert sarver and how cheap they normally are i, I don't know that he would that they would pay for that um but yeah. you know given how great he was this this season especially in this playoff run it seems like they yeah. should keep him right i mean it's either it's up to cp3 i guess but it's i mean it's got to be either suns or lakers right like I don't see any other Lakers like, real possibility out there. Um, well, just Lakers. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it, um, you know, just just last season, I think there was talk about him going to a team like the Bucks before they got Drew Holiday. Um, I think there's other destinations for CP. Like if he, you know, if the the Knicks, for example, wanted to make a huge splash um, and get like a a great star to go with their young core, and and they can't get Lillard or something, then I don't see why not. I think okay. So re- remind me where you're at on on Chris Paul. Like like where do you think he 
Where, where do you think he ranks right now? Like in like yeah. current. Yeah, there was some confusion, I think, on Chris Paul because I disliked him for many, many years. And yeah, I'm still there. Yeah. Yeah. And then we, we got him on the Rockets and I still didn't really like him, but I respected him more. And, um, you know, once he left, I think I started liking him more when he, uh, you know, took the Thunder to the playoffs last year. And then this year with uh, the Suns, there's definitely always been a respect where we had him. Um, I had him in the top, you know, five or six seven point guards of all time and i thought after uh getting the finals here he had a, a great shot to get into the mount rushmore uh after nope. yeah, yeah hold on hold on after <laughs> magic isaiah steph like that that group and kind of the kid and nash were were right up there i, I may be missing somebody else but I, I think he's still firmly right behind those guys uh he's yeah. probably like a number six ish I, I don't think he has uh, made a leap or anything um since he didn't win the the championship yeah, up 2-0 to, uh, man. <laughs> yeah, how many how many times can you lose a, a big lead in the playoffs, Chris? Uh, but yeah, I guess my question is, like, I don't know what exactly the market is for Chris Paul. Like, I feel like when he was with, when he was with Houston, especially last year, I feel like he was, uh, he got underrated to a certain extent. Like, yeah, he didn't look great in, in half the games against the Warriors. But at the same time, he wasn't completely done, right? Um, and then once he left Houston, I feel like now he's completely swapped to the other end of the spectrum. Now he's overrated to the point where, like, he's not first team All NBA, right? He's he, he should not be getting MVP consideration. Like, I don't care how much leadership qualities you think he has, right? So, so I guess my question is like, would it? You're talking about a three-year opt-out for? Okay. You're talking about like a three-year, close to 100 mil contract. Like, who is is that? Is he worth that? He's absolutely not worth that. And I think the problem with Chris Paul was was always the contract albatross. That's that's why right. he was underrated. I think with Rockets because everyone was saying like, oh, he has a terrible contract. And as that contract started to go down a little bit, we know the Thunder took on that contract to get picks. Uh, we know this, you know, now that he's on the Suns with success, like his contract's almost up, so it wasn't as big of a deal. Um, wherever he goes next, it is he's not going to be worth the money for three years. Right. But they have to look at it as a, you know, one of two options. One is a win now, like we have to do this this year or possibly in two years. or And so we're kind of paying for that up front. Otherwise, it's something to just like reinvigorate your franchise to get you know, fans in the seats uh, to be able to help your young core. So that's where a team, you know, big market team like the Knicks comes where they need, you know, a star. Um, so, yeah, unless it's one of somebody like them or it is a contender like the Lakers, like you mentioned, who who could use like a great point guard. Um, I don't think there are, is that big of a market out there for him. You're right. It's I, I feel like in a lot of ways, like our, our whole mindset about age and and age limits has really been skewed by by like lebron, LeBron by yeah. this freak of freak of nature who's still going strong at like 37 like chris paul's way up there and yeah but i mean he he is doing the same thing he's 36 and he has been great for the past several years he has not gotten hurt that much you think of somebody i, I think uh the other guy i think of is kyle lowry who i think is 34 35 as well and he's still pretty darn good, and I think that a lot of teams would still pay for him. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there are guys th – that age number is, has certainly changed, kind of like in the NFL with, with Brady and Rodgers getting into their 40s. It's – you know, it, age is just a number, man. I don't know. I'm, I'm glad the I'm, – I'm glad it's not my team. I'm glad my team is not going to be tempted to overpay him right now. 
Uh, I just feel like, I mean, he, he was injured earlier in the season, right? Or early in the playoffs against the Lakers, right? Um, and that was kind of yeah. for a little bit. And I, don't know, I just feel like it's kind of a ticking time bomb. Like, you know where you're getting from him, but at this point, Aegis is, is one of the things that's most impressive about him, which is not a good thing, right? Like, he's doing really great for sure. a 36-year-old. You know, you don't yes. you don't want to have that qualifier in there when you're getting That's ready to true. spend, you know, tens of millions of dollars on a player for hopefully two, three years max, two years yeah. maybe. Yeah, fair. Definitely fair points. Um, what about the rest of the Suns? Devin Booker, I think, has become a true superstar. I don't know, pretty close to a superstar, if not already. Um, I can't believe that he, I don't know if right now he is on an airplane with Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton, but... If not very soon, they're going to Tokyo to, to play in the Olympics. That must be pretty rough. Uh, how do you feel about Devin Booker after these playoffs and these finals in particular? And he just was draining all these MJ-like, Kobe-like, uh, mid-range, difficult jumpers over and over again. Uh, I think he is what he is. You know, he's he's a good scorer. Uh, I, I'm ready to see if he can take that next step. You know, like like Kobe... You, you always, like, I guess these Kobe comparisons are kind of inevitable, um, but uh, just the shot making is there. But Kobe brought kind of all around game to the table. You know, he, he had that will. He was able to create for others when needed. Um, I just haven't seen that aspect of Booker's game yet. But he's young. Uh, future yeah, how looks old is he? Super bright. I think he's 25, I, I want to say. He turns um, 25 on October 30th. That is incredible. 24 yeah. years old. It feels like he's so, been in the league for like eight years. I mean, same thing with Giannis, right? Like these two well, Giannis guys. Has, Giannis has been in the league for eight years. So. Yeah, but he's still only what twenty six. Like, yeah, yeah. So the future future is really bright, uh, not just for these two teams, but for the NBA in general. Just these young stars really stepping up in the finals. It's been great to see. Um, yeah, overall, Suns and Bucks. I feel like I like almost everyone on these teams. Uh, so it was for the parts of the finals that I did watch. It was pretty enjoyable. Like I feel like it's a pretty good basketball. Let's um, do one more topic before we close out the finals in the NBA season. Uh, and it's jumping back to Giannis. Uh, where is Giannis now on the all-time list? He's only 26. We know this. We know that uh, his career is not over, so there's going to be more to it. But as of now, he already has two MVPs, a Defense Player of the Year, and the same year they won an MVP, um, something that only MJ and um, Hakeem have done before. And now he has a championship and a finals MVP. What do you think about Giannis? <laughs> The new Steph Curry of free throw shooting, 17 of 19 from the free throw line. <laughs> he's he's completely switched the flip on me. Uh, flip the switch to me. Like if like I spent so much now that my hater blinds are finally off, um, he is way up there right now. Uh, but it's just I, I wow. think I need to let things settle a little bit. Uh, heavy recency bias, but um, I can't help but kind of compare him to like a KD, right? Like. Him versus KD, like, I am more impressed with Giannis right now, you know? Yep, that uh, is the comparison right now. I think uh, KD, right? yeah, KD over these playoffs kind of show that he is the heir to the throne if it's not LeBron uh, as the best player in the, you know, it, uh, in the world. But Giannis, I think, over the last two weeks has kind of shown that maybe he should be that guy. And, and I mean, I, I hate to bring a bunch of narrative into this, but he, he, Giannis is right. He did it the hard way the right way right yeah. like these this is what we want these small market mid-market team stars to do 
And, and that's something that Katie clearly could not do, clearly did not want to do. Um, he didn't even want to go, like, if, if Katie had made the choice back in 2016 to go to, like, the Knicks or, or the Spurs, somewhere where he, he could set his own legacy, we'd be having a much different conversation right now, right? Uh, but in, in a lot of ways, like, and I, I know I hate KD, so I, I'm not the best, I'm not impartial for this, but I, I feel like I speak for a lot of NBA fans out there where I don't count his rings yet. Well, let, let's kind of look at the all-time rankings. I, I think Giannis is is right up there. Um, so much is, remains to be seen for the rest of his career, but uh, we have our all-time list. I'm pulling it up right now for our top 50 greatest of all time uh, in this uh, as a caveat, pretty much as in our lifetimes, we're kind of not going before the 1980-ish season. Um, here are some of the guys kind of in that 40 to 50 range. And uh, just give me a quick yes or no. Is Giannis above them already? Okay. Okay. Um, Grant Hill. Yes. Okay. Um, Chris Bosh. Yes. Okay. Manu Ginobili. Yes. The thing is, like... He's got He's got to be. The two-time MVP thing, it it, it trumps. It's shoots them so so high up already, and okay, then hold add on. a Finals MVP on top of that. I, I don't know. Okay, he, uh, we're still going. We're we're kind of into the mid 30s right now. Yeah. Allen Iverson. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think, I, I think Iverson Iverson stuff, I and mean, we have so much sentimental value. I mean, he's yeah. he's like for our generation, he is incredible, and it goes beyond kind of the the numbers. Um, but yeah, I mean, it seems if it's just accolades, he's if got it's just accolades. Yeah, he's passed them. Okay, Dwayne Wade. Ooh, 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 ooh. I, I think, I think you have to. He has to be passed them with the two MVPs. No, come on. I, Dwayne Wade has has three titles. Three titles, but no MVPs. Yeah, uh, one, but I mean, one he, finals MVP, right? Yeah, one Finals MVP. He very well could have been MVP, like in '09, I think, his really good season. Uh, okay, that, that's interesting. He is. See, this this is where that this is twenty the point to thirty. Where it gets wow. interesting, right? This is where it really. Well, uh, well, hold on, hold on. That's our that's in the twenty to thirty range. Let me keep going real quick. And okay. this is your list, by the way. This is not mine. I yeah. mean, we're kind of in the right. same ranges, but we've talked about this guy, um, Steve Nash. Oh boy. Because this is, I mean, Steve Nash has two MVPs. However, he did not make it to any finals, and obviously not good at defense. That that's a tough. This is tough, man. Okay. This is really tough. I, I, I I'm gonna abstain from that one for now. Yeah. Okay. So he's in that. He's right around tw- the top 20 of all time already. Yeah. Um, I think I think we can say for sure he is not in the top 10. He is not above guys like. Uh, Dirk, or um, we have Kobe a little behind that. Isaiah, I don't think he's passed, but like that kind of Jason Kidd, Steve Nash. Um, yeah. I guess like CP3 is, was was kind of already around that area. He's probably in that neighborhood, given all the al- accolades, even though he doesn't have longevity yet. Yeah, I, I, I'm putting him above CP3 already. Incredible. Um, yeah, I'm with you there. Um, amazing stuff. What else? Anything where, else? Oh. Yeah, this is where like the year-to-year narratives and everything really affects this, right? Because, I mean, I would argue he should not have two MVPs, right? Um, and if he only has one, only has one, quote-unquote, and uh, a one defensive player of the year, one finals MVP, that's still really good already. Yeah. But the two MVP mark, uh, 
whether or not he deserved it, he got it. It really bumps him way up there. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, I guess we can't do that. I mean, Steve Nash has, has two MVPs. You think of a guy like Shaq, he only has one. Kobe only has one. But I guess yeah. they have the titles that offset that, right? They have the titles and the finals MVPs, yeah. So who are the guys with multiple MVPs out there besides I mean, that's Nash? It's up yeah. there with, I mean, you're talking about top 10 guys now. Yeah, I guess like Curry. Curry and Nash are the two that I'm kind of thinking of. And Curry obviously has titles too. Um, there aren't that many. Wow. Yeah, I, I think I mentioned in our last podcast that, that it would make me upset because people would be comparing Giannis with MJ and Hakeem, the guys that have the MVP and Defense Player of the Year and the Finals MVP. And to some extent, I, I am upset because those guys are clearly in a, a league of their own, uh, especially for you and me. But in other respects, it is it is truly incredible what, what the guy has done. Um, super likable. I think um, he has won me over with some of his IG lives and just his childlike spirit. Uh, obviously, he is still pretty much a kid. And uh, it's going to be incredible to to watch him over the next few years. Yeah, you're right. He's very likable, great personality. Like, I've never hated on just him as a person. It's just uh, he clearly has limitations in his game. But at the same time, like, you can't hate on him because he maximized everything in the in the finals. Like, to end with the 50-point 50 50 point game with, like, what, five or six blocks, dominated that game start to finish. Uh, and... And that alley oop in the previous game, and the the block in the game before that, like these are these are such iconic moments in in the finals, and and to do all that on the biggest stage, it's yeah, I'm I, I can't hate on him anymore. Like it just he's he's up there. He's Man, the effort, we are... and the, he, he's so easy to cheer for too because the effort is always there. Like yes. even though we know he can't shoot, we know like he settles for some bad shots sometimes, but uh, he's maximizing his potential. Like it's 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 great to see. Well, and then the storyline too. If we think of narrative and just where he came from, you know, all the stories are coming out now. There's, I think he had a biography that was just coming out, which was perfect timing. Uh, but you know, the stories about him as a rookie sending his money over to Greece and not having any money left to, you know, running in the cold to get to the stadium. You know, his love for smoothies, all these hilarious things about the kid. It's. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's hard to argue with. Uh, I wish Albie was here. I wanted to hear what he had to say, but congrats to the Bucks. Congrats to Giannis. Excited to see what happens with them in the future. Uh, let's take a quick break and talk about our friends over at Loan Factory and Billy Nguyen. Uh, you can contact Billy at 469-585-4498 or find out about them at loanfactory.com or at facebook.com slash loanfactoryhq. Uh, if you're looking to finance or refinance your home, now is a great time. There are some really low interest rates out there. So check out Billy with Loan Factory. Uh, Loan Factory is a national company. They have a branch in Dallas, Texas that Billy manages. Uh, so make sure to contact Billy before you do sign up online. His phone number, once again, is 469-585-4498. They work with a number of different lenders to get you the best rates, uh, the best quotes. They're super responsive and reactive. Um, and they've been contacting me because I need to go refinance my house again. Um, I know that Mock and Albie have both done it a couple times already. Uh, so once again, that is Loan Factory in Billing Nguyen, 469-585-4498. Okay, Mock, do you have 10 minutes? Yep. Okay. So we um, are a little behind on our MCU podcast rewatch. Um, I think we were I think we were in phase three. Were we on the the second half of phase three already? Uh, I think we finished phase two. 
we finished only phase two so we still have yeah. phase three but meanwhile uh marvel did not wait for us they launched black widow in theaters as well as on disney plus which is where i watched it i know you watched black widow in theaters where um we've given it about what like 10 days now so hopefully some of our audience has watched it early reviews are in mock what do you think about black widow it was great Ooh. it was wow. it was just overall experience just hearing that marvel theme music in theater again uh, yeah it was it was incredible uh, it's been it's been about two years two yes. plus years since since endgame so it, it's been a while um and to be able to experience that again uh we 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 got there late so we didn't get great seats we got front row uh, what? Guess, oh, so it was packed? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, wow. only the front row was was left, but um, but yeah, I thought it was good. What about you? Oh man, front row is tough. So I have a a, a poor experience of a front row. Well, medium experience. Uh, somehow there was a free screening of Mission Impossible. I don't know which one. The the probably the most recent one. And yeah. uh, so we got the free screening, but then we were late, and so we were in the front row on the on the side. And I think uh, it was like a 3D movie or something. <laughs> it was it was a tough watch. It was an incredible movie. It was still great. We really enjoyed it. Rewatching it later, but my neck was definitely hurting. My eyes uh, were pretty sore afterwards. Anyway, Black Widow. Um, I'm glad. Uh, you know, when I first heard you say it was awesome in theaters, um, I am. I was deeply regretting that I didn't try to watch it in the theater because, like you said, hearing that music with some people, um, you know, laughing together, cheering together. Uh, it's you know you get chills across your body when when you know the big scenes happen. Um, no. However, if it was completely full, I'm I'm pretty glad that I didn't try to go. Um, my my review of Black Widow is that uh, we watched it at night at home in the comfort of our homes. We turned the music or the the sound relatively high because I think Zachary was with my parents and so it's just Charlotte there. She's good at sleeping. Um, I really really liked the first half of the movie. Um, first, oh, okay. 15, first 15 minutes, the the kind of intro, I was so, so in. I loved it. And then the second 15 minutes, I liked even more. It was okay. it was awesome. Um, it kind of tailed off later in the movie. It, it got kind of weird. It got kind of marvel-y, too many explosions and, uh, you know, weird plot line. I, I didn't love it all, but all in all, very enjoyable. I really liked Black Widow. Um, it was not, you know, the best MCU movie, but uh, I, I was happy it's here. I'm, I'm glad that we finally have something from the MCU. Yeah, I it started off with a bang, like you said. First, man, they they just hit the ground running first five minutes leading up to the, um, I guess the beginning credits or whatever you call it. Yes, uh, was just action packed. Well, um, it was different too. It didn't feel like a Marvel movie. It was like a it was like a spy, like like the Americans or something. It was like a no, yeah, an exactly. old school spy kind of uh feel to it and yeah and then they they started playing the music at the end of that and i was like oh man this is gonna be good but even that first scene afterwards where they're showing um i think uh her sister right and and kind of that almost like a spy spy sequence again it reminded me of like a, a captain america winter soldier kind of feel um yeah you know, the chase scene you know great action yeah that first kind of setup before we kind of knew exactly what was going on i, I really enjoyed yeah this movie felt like a whole lot of like a combination of a bunch of other movies and TV shows. Like you mentioned the Americans uh, at the beginning, especially a little, a little uh, born identity ish. In, sure. In the middle or a second, second 15 minutes. Um, and it just, but none of it was, was too much. Uh, I feel like it was pretty good from start to finish. Uh, you're right in the second 
third there. It, it kind of it kind of lost its way a little bit, uh, but at the end, like just just a big emotional outpour at the very end. I feel like, um, yeah, I, I I don't know. Like in terms of ranking the movie, I, it it's really hard to be above average for MCU at this point. Uh, so it's probably it's probably bottom half, but but yeah, still very enjoyable. Um, I think we have tiers at the MCU. I think we have like a top kind of eight, you know, probably like seven or eight movies, uh, yeah. top third. And then there is a bottom five or six movies that we know are just not good. Yeah. And then there's the rest, which are all, you know, good in their own right. There's some flaws. This is, I think, firmly in that middle section, uh, which is yeah. which is not bad. It, it might be bottom half. It might be, you know, right around the end of the top half. But I, I think that's a, a great place to be. Um, you know, my one thing about this movie um, is – if if this movie came out right after Civil War, um, what, five years ago? I mm. think it would have been really awesome. I think the fact that we already know what happens to her um, and, you know, kind of like the the stinger at the end where they're kind of showing where she got the jet to, like, um, to break them out of prison. Like, that's all stuff that happened so long ago for us that it's not as impactful. Like, it would have been nice to kind of see it all happen in real time or at least closer to it. I don't like that we're seeing it so far in, um, afterwards. I also really wish that we could have seen maybe a couple other MCU folks. Like, I really thought that um, that Clint was going to be in this, uh, Jeremy Renner. Uh, not that I like him or anything. It, it just would have been fun to see, like, a couple other people. Yeah, I, I, um, I wonder if the MCU is becoming, like, um, did I get you onto Hot Ones? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I watched some of them, like the Paul Rudd episode. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. But as to where, like, anyone that shows up on Hot Ones, I, the show somehow makes me become a fan of them. And MCU, mm. at least in this case, was kind of the same way. Like, I was not anywhere close to a Black Widow fan before this, uh, but it really hooked me. Um, and I feel like the ultimate test for the MCU would be related to that stinger. Like, if they can make a Jeremy Renner series or movie, uh, have me watch it and have me like it and, and have me like that character, that would kind of be the the full circle moment for me. Because right now I hate, I hate Hawkeye. Like, I, I think he's totally useless. Yeah, I mean, Clint Barton has has no distinguishable, I mean, he, he shoots arrows. Like, he is just, he's not good. Um, I, I think they tried with him in a couple other places, right? He's been in Mission Impossible. He was... Yeah. In the Bourne movie, um, after Jason Bourne, yeah. after uh, Matt Damon, which was truly, truly bad. Um, I, I don't think that he's, <laughs> I don't think he's really salvageable. Um, ScarJo, I think, I, I never disliked her. I, I don't think that much has changed for me with her. I, I think the real stars of the movie, though, um, were the supporting cast, uh, like the guy from Stranger Things, um, David Harper, and then Florence Pugh as a sister. Like, I thought they were awesome and they were so fun to watch interacting together i think the humor the comedy was great um they were some of my favorites yeah the those were they were definitely the the comedic portion of of the of the cast i feel like especially when she's sure. like mocking scarlett yes. with the hair flip and and everything and um yeah it's just just a good movie like a lot happens in in kind of a short two-hour span um but um uh, Overall storyline, I, I think it was fine. I think it was good. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, I, I expected the movie to kind of head in a different direction than it did. Um, that's fine. I, I think they probably could have done more with the um, the antagonist, with the bad guys, right? Like, there's Dracop and then the, the daughter. Like, I, I feel like could have 
it could have been developed a little bit more. Um, I, I wasn't that interested in that, but I, I'm glad that there was this movie that that ScarJo did get its, um, uh, you know, her deserving uh, solo movie. I, I I wish it could have come earlier. Um, I, I'm kind of sad now that she's. Or I was sad already that she's not going to be back. Um, but yeah, I'm just interested to see what's going to happen in the rest of the MCU now. I, I don't know what the next movie is. Do you know? I think it's Eternals, uh, okay. but I might I might be mistaken. Um, well, but so yeah, phase, I think Renner's getting four. his own series, not a movie. Who? Uh, Jeremy uh, Hawkeye. Oh, they, they're going to have a series for it? I think so. I think that's what I heard. Oh, okay. Well, um, yeah, and there's Loki. Have you watched Loki yet? No, I'm behind. Uh, I'm, we're I, trying to I watched a couple... Yeah, I'm not that into Loki yet. I hear it's really, really good. I'm just not that into it yet. Maybe I just need to sit down and go for it. Okay. So you felt but, the same way about kind of everything in Phase 4, right? Like on and off? Um, uh, well, so I didn't like WandaVision, WandaVision. but I, lo- I loved Falcon and Winter Soldier. I was okay. on that immediately every single episode. Nice. Uh, but I, I know in Phase 4, like, there is going to be another Ant-Man movie. There's another Doctor Strange movie. And there is, I think, uh, there's going to be, like, a Thor movie. Um, yeah, okay. So there's... There's still some familiars coming back, but then there's the the Eternals and some other new ones. Shang-Chi's coming next, I think. Shang-Chi, yes. Well, that'll be exciting. That's coming up real soon. All right, anything else to add on Black Widow? No, I, I just I need to catch up. Um, I feel Yeah, so you're not done with Phase 3? Uh, we just watched Ant-Man and the Wasp yesterday, so we're, we're very close. Yeah, okay. very close to finishing it, Phase 3, yeah, at least. And did I tell you that I, I rewatched some of those movies recently? Oh, yeah? You starting from the beginning or? or just yeah, so I, I don't know what happened. It was probably after our last podcast and I was ran out of things to stream. And so I, I think I watched um, maybe it was like Age of Ultron because we were talking about how bad it was or w- one of those kind of in, in the middle, like in phase two. Yeah, no, I'm excited. Uh, yeah, you'll probably catch up to us soon. I need a, I need a step on that. All right. Uh, that'll be us next time thanks for joining six pennies podcast uh like and subscribe to us leave us a review on itunes and thank you as always for listening